Welcome back, boys. G'day, lads. G'day, lads. Welcome back. Here we are, ready for 2022-2023 NBA season, and most importantly, the fantasy season starting up as well. Yes, the all-elusive podcast is finally back. I know. So we've got Ryan and we've got Jared here. Ryan, I'll throw to you quickly. Yes, um, very keen for the season. Very keen to get into these power rankings, especially. There's been a lot of controversy, especially surrounding uh, George ranking himself top shit. But yeah, Um, it's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, let's, uh, Jaden, give us a bit of an insight into what the podcast is going to be like today. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Just want to give you a bit of an insight into the Tuesday night pod team. We're a bunch of unique individuals. (laughs) Not good for Breachy Harburger. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right. And sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us on Tuesday nights, because we just love fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) What an elite introduction that is. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) <laughs> Can't oh, wait to get stuck into it. Can't Let's do wait. it. All right. Beautiful. <laughs> it's going to be an agenda for everyone listening. What we'll do today is we're going to do a quick fire between each person on each team, quick thoughts and outlook for the season. And we'll blend into then our hot take predictions for the season in terms of what can happen. And then we'll finish on the all lucid power rankings that everyone's looking forward to. And we'll see who ended up on top. And who ended up on the bottom, which I think we might know that one already. But what give too much away. So it's George. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's head straight into the Yankees. I'm sorry, let's head straight into the teams that we think. I reckon let's start off with first name on my list, right? Balls are hard. Let me have a look at what he says in Outlook. I reckon seller off season, as much as it pains me to say, it's made some pretty it's brought in some big names in terms players like James Harden. If we're doing a redraft league, boys, those three are arguably players. Maybe not Kawhi with the back-to-back problems, but I think Harden, top five player this year, potentially, depending on if his scoring output stays a little back here. I try to get him myself, but to no avail. He's on the right track this year. He's going to be a danger team. I think he's improved his team. So he, he will be one to watch. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, uh, I very much mirror the the same sentiment with Sig's team. He finished out last year very strong and was probably pretty unlucky not to um, go all the way, to be honest. He had, I would say, a top four team for sure. Um, I think his team is same, same, but different. Like you said, having Chuck and Harden into the mix is... It's always been his number one trade target to try and get into his squad because he suits him so well. So it'll be good to see how he fits in. Um, But I think LaMelo and Harden are going to be the keys to his success. But they're both the dime kings and the volume kings. So how long does it take LaMelo to come back and what kind of Harden are we getting this season? I think he's going to dictate how he goes. How about yourself, Jaden? Yeah, look, a couple of uh, injury concerns for his camera. And obviously Damian Lillard coming off the... uh, abdominal surgery. I really know what it's going to be like getting up there in age now. He's someone Kawhi Leonard who is good for 50 games a year, no more. 
Nurkic, who, again, 50 games a year, no more. Clay Thompson, who's had, what, back-to-back ACLs, was it? So, bit of injury concerns. Then, obviously, Lamelo again, hurt for the start of the season. Um, could hamper him a bit if he doesn't have the depth. He'd want guys like Ayo Dosunmu. Is that how I say it? To play well. Patrick Williams, another one who's out for the year. So, a lot of boys coming off some big long-term injuries. Real boom or bust there, I reckon. Yeah, he's on the Kawhi Leonard trade. I reckon he should have taken uh, Jalen Brown and uh, Wendell Carter Jr. instead. But hey, that's just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my opinion. I don't think it'll work out for him. But what's done is done. And good luck to him. Definitely a bit of scars from that one, isn't there, still? (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) He has definitely gone the high-risk, high-reward strategy. All right, moving on to the next one. I reckon we'll nominate Mullen for dubs right here. He's... So I think it's a good one to talk to. I think my opinion on this team is he is the consent one pick. I think everyone is fairly aware of that. The, the, the duo of Jokic, it's genuinely I hate playing him because I put up each week. It's actually just to see what they can put. And the return of what seems to be a consistent Kyrie, but again, we'll we'll see what comes through with him and Zion being back as well. That field goal in terms of the points volume that he's all throwing out from across his team is going to be very, very hard. The area that I think he could struggle in is that second half of his roster. I don't think it's as strong as it was last year. I think redrafting Josh Hart, okay, but that Portland team's getting players back. There might be... He's going to start the season off, but I don't know how good he'll be throughout the year. He's going to rebound, but we'll see. Wiggins, again, really good in the playoffs. Regular season, I just like the fact that he came out and said, "Okay, now I'm going to try and rebound." I mean, it kind of says about a, a bit of better of his mindset that he's not kind of going 100 percent all the time. So we'll see. We'll see what he delivers. Brogdon might be okay. Burns Highland in stream in that position. 100. He might be okay. I mean, he'll get the starting spot at Brooklyn. Um, they could play a fair bit of small ball five. I think he caps that at about 20. 27 minutes for me. A bit of work to do in that second half of the roster, but that, that first six players he's got is definitely the strong for me. I've still got him a bit of a spoiler for my... I think he needs to work that second half of the roster quite well. Maybe a trade or two might, be, might need to be done just to make sure he stays at the top. But we'll see. Jaden, I'll throw to you on this one, actually, first. Yeah, well, look, I mean, he's the odds-on favourite to win it again and go back-to-back. Back. I mean, you think yeah. how dominant he was last season and then adding yeah. in Zion and Kyrie, as well. who he and the season before that, adding in Zion and Kyrie, who really gave him donuts last year, it's a scary proposition. Um, but I'll tell you what, like, he lost two seasons ago, one last season. If he doesn't win it this season, do we look at this run as a failure with the, with the roster he's got? Is there a bit of pressure on Matt to, to win? If he goes one out of three, I reckon... I'm not sure that's a success. Yeah, I think you, I think you kind of have to be, and especially when you include the fact that you look at his roster. While his top four are young and really good, Kyrie could retire tomorrow, and no one would be surprised. Chris Paul's <laughs> hamstrings are made of absolute glass at this point. Well, not really, but he's old as hell. So, and Phoenix only care about winning the chip or nothing else. So, you don't know how much he's going to be playing in the regular season. So, his vegan diet will only take him so far. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Malcolm Brogdon is 
is it about as injury riddled as it gets as well. And Tobias Harris will probably have a much lesser role this season than he has ever since we started playing fantasy, right? So, while like you said, he is the odds on favourite. And he, if he doesn't win this year, I don't see his odds getting any better as the years go on because his fringe keepers are going to be going, the arrow's pointing down. True, yeah. Yeah, he's in his window right now. I think Chris Paul's a big one for him. I think if anything happens to him, he's in trouble. I think that's I think that's his glue guy for his team, to be honest. He loses it. He's, he opens himself up in the category. The field goal as well for that. And, and it's very low. It's just a ratio for Chris Paul. So I think Chris Paul kind of holds that team together, considering the amount of guys he's got there. But still odds on favour. We'll see what happens to him, though. I think he might need to be a little bit more active in the market than he has been previously. We'll see what he does. Move on. Next one on the list. Single snipers. <laughs> My favourite team to discuss. <laughs> There'll be <laughs> fair bit to discuss later on in the in the, in the power ranking segment, but I'll, we'll throw our initial thoughts out. Is he I am I am relatively higher on him than I think a lot of people. I think he's got a good nucleus. I think he's got he's got some really strong cats in terms of goal, rebounds, blocks, relatively low turnovers as well. But I still think he's a trader. An actual playoff threat. He might be trade away. Not what that trade is. Been active and trying. He got the John Tamar. We'll see how much that helps him out. Uh, yes, as a guard can rebound for him, but he's probably bottom in the league in assists. Yeah, Dejounte's going to help that for sure. Yeah, he might yeah. be ninth in each of the stats. Yeah, good trade, George. I'd be willing to bring Dejounte to to beat a couple of the teams where that are low on assists. But I think bringing in a quality guy like that for what two matchups a year, two matchups or matchups a year before, now if that bang for your buck when you're trading in a, a top three round guy, that's my better opinion. I think you, I think you'll be good, but I think he will be one trade away. Yeah, I think I think you're right in saying Dejounte is that piece that's going to be trading away. Like he'd just be praying that Dejounte and Westy produce out of their minds for the first two weeks of the season so he can just trade on both the players that actually suit him better. Because like you said, that's going to help him beat maybe two other teams in assists and probably still lose to everyone in steals. So it, neither of them shoot a three, which doesn't help him. Neither of them really block shots. So it doesn't really help him at all. That being said, though, I think you're right that just getting Kawhi off his roster and getting an asset back is going to help his volume a lot. I think I did like, like that for him to be. Yeah. Like he got, while DeJounte doesn't, a lot of his strengths don't suit him. He's also one of the better rebounding guards in the league. And so is Westy, which helps him out a lot. So the thing about George and the cats that he goes for, they're so, they're kind of obscure compared to what everyone else goes for, that he can be sneaky when you're versing him in a matchup on a week. Yeah. So... It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I don't think he'll be as bad as a lot of people think, but definitely he won't be as good as George thinks he'll be. So <laughs> He's never as good as he thinks he'll be. 
it's an interesting strategy that he's taken to target the, the tall three-point shooter. And I mean, hey, so far with his average finish of nine, it clearly hasn't worked. So we'll see <laughs> if he decides to mix that up. And he's also hitched his way into Jordan Poole and Tyler Hero, which pretty much glorified Jamal Crawford these days, you know, undersized playing <laughs> guards. But hey, if he thinks it's going to work, then more power to him. I disagree, but I guess we'll just have to yeah. wait and see there, won't we? I think the, the sure two sneaky players on his, on his list as well will be Porzingis and Turner. Because if he can't beat everyone in the league in blocks, he's not beating many teams, in my opinion. That's the one cat that he has to dominate. So, yeah. My one guarantee for the season is that every single team will receive a package offer of Kelly Oubre Jr. and Cole Anthony at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And you'll try and flog off Westbrook before he gets four of zero minutes a game for the next oh, yeah. six months. Hundred percent. There'll definitely be some activity. I'm talking on him. All right, let's move on. Next person is opponent. This obvious just for me. You talk about Jaden Rafael Dynasty. One of the more active players in the off season. Say, yeah. Shake when he made that blockbuster trade with Gabe at the end of last year. Yeah, the activity stretches back to. Late last year, not just I the offseason. That's what I mean, true. Went for a bear, flogged off hard. Didn't work out. Ended up with the person that he hated hard. And again, he's really pleased. I'm not to be honest. But he's definitely I mean, you look at it. Um, go bear. Next to in basketball right now, which is still Giannis. It's it's a pretty hard cat goes through going. He brought in Paul George with a, a bit of a steal for value. He was trading with Nick Savage. It was going for a bit of a value. So win win both ways. But I think Ryan definitely benefits in the short term. Obviously, made a trade think... with Gabe to get Drew Holiday. I like that's a good move. Yes. Big move, big move. To value players for the immediate short term. I'm a huge fan of this. Um, I don't like the pick of John Wall. I don't like the pick of Al Horford. I, I don't think those players will be on the like, play more than three games in a week. I think play back-to-backs. I think he sat out at 26 minutes as well in that deep Clippers team. He'll have his on weeks, he'll have his off weeks. I think for a daily league. I don't know if he's good for a weekly or lock week. Into him week to week, but we'll see. I'm definitely he's definitely got a good team. See him there as well, so I think he's definitely on the right path. He's a stronger team set into this year, but we'll see how that mix of players he's got will will pay. What do you reckon, Jaden? The one player I'm watching is number one overall NBA draft pick Paolo Bancaro. Because I'm wondering yeah. if we get to the pointy end of the season, and Ryan, and Ryan is. Up to his eyeballs in contention, would he consider trading him for more win now sort of players? That's a big question on my lips. It's like, a I tough mean, one in Dynasty, isn't it? It is a very tough one. Like, do you go all in that one season or do you keep the guy that could be a great asset for the next eight or so years? The other player is Maxi, I think could be gettable potentially. Obviously, he's shown a lot in the preseason, but I reckon that's only driving his price up. Um, and then the Drummond pickup, well, I mean, he got sucked in by a couple of threes, let's be honest. So. 
that's another one that'll be dropped very soon, along with Horford, like you said, and Wall probably as well. So there's still some uh, room to improve the bottom end of that team, but uh, it's definitely so one to watch. Yeah, one to watch. Be interesting to see. It looks like he's tried to diversify his cats a little bit than just a strong five. So we'll see how his team over the next over the next four to five weeks. I think we'll get a better better idea. But I definitely got him in my top half heading into heading into this year. I uh, I appreciate the feedback, boys. I'll uh, take that all on board and do that. <laughs> um, no, I think you guys hit the nail on the head with what I tried to do with my off-season moves. Harden and Giannis were, especially going back into last season, Harden and Giannis were contradicting each other too much and I was just doing my head in. So um, I got pretty lucky that I got to get George's first rounder at the start of last year as well, which got me in color. Uh, and then such a high price asset for George first rounder every year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think I did uh, the the one thing I did a good job of was once I got knocked out of finals last year, picking up guys that were going to have value. So in the trade with Gabe getting Anthony Simons, having um, picking up Lowry before the end of the season, just a couple pieces that allowed me to trade to get Drew, trade to get PG. So I think they were probably the keys to my off season. But as with George, everyone, him offering everyone, Kelly Oubre and Cole Anthony, I'll probably offer everyone in the league, Jared Allen and OG Ananobi at some stage. Because they just seem to be the two that I always want to deal. So we'll see if that actually gets any deal done. But uh, yeah. I think I'm with you guys. I think I've got one of the stronger teams, but it still definitely does need to be put together. Mm-hmm. Good analysis. Yeah. Who'll be next on the list? Heroic Saint. Okay. I have a little bit of a heroic saint. Get the heroic saint himself. Branson Goon. Could be in for a breakout year. So he's a Houston team. And I was talking to a couple of boys yesterday saying that Houston might be my team to watch on lead pass this year. I reckon generally coming through, we'll see what we, I guess Smith can do. Coming through, Tara Eason off the bench. It's a pretty, pretty good fantasy players coming out of Houston, so I reckon they might be a good, a good lead pass team to watch this year. Good but for the core as well. Very young core. But for the heroic scene overall, I reckon Prash has put together a pretty good rebuild considering he blew his team up and I think he made a, a pretty bad mistake with moving Giannis for the pieces he did. And he, he took a bit of it. But I think he's built up. I mean, Halliburton, not fantastic get. Max for a, a, a second round. I can't remember what the trade was for exactly, but it could have been a second round pick. First round pick he got him for in, in the last preseason. Ran, ran with him all last year and now he's paying the dividends and he might be a top 10 player maybe. Probably top 15 to be safer, but We'll see what comes through. And he's put together a bunch of guards because assists are hard to come by in fantasy. You can't just stream them off the way. He's put together Halliburton. He's put together Garland. He's brought in Ja Morant. He did trade away Rajonte Murray to even out his points and threes a little bit. Uh, he's got he's got some pretty good players in this lineup. He's obviously stacking Isaiah Jackson on his bench weight for Turner to be traded. So I think if Turner does get traded this year, still like if, I think it... Oh, I actually don't know whether it's going to happen this year. I mean, it's pointing towards it. Lakers are up. Whether it does, it's a waiting. It's going to be annoying leaving him there on the bench, especially if Prash's team might start contending. And he's having to sit, I'd say, Jackson on that bench spot for the whole year. Uh, maybe it costs him some streaming matchups. I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah. I think he's going to have a slow start to the year with Time Lord and Jan Jr. in his IR. I mean, that's that's blocks right there. That's his cat, his whole cat. That's two, that's who carries the blocks cat for him. So having a whole cat out for the first eight weeks, maybe I think Jaren Jackson Jr. might be coming back a little bit sooner by report. We'll see. Once those boys are back, I think he's a very team, and I think he's going to be a very underrated team coming through. And he might shock some people. What do you boys yeah. think? I think I'm I'm with you on that. I think it's going to be the story of two seasons for him. Um, yep. It's going to be with and without Time Lord and JJJ. Because without, I think he is that one that one cat short of being a, a true contender. Um, but even then, like he's got so many good young guards. Even Jamal Murray coming back off an ACL. If you you pair that with the two guys coming back from injury, then if if um, Turner does get traded, Jalen Smith sitting there on his roster as well. Pair that with Sangoon's going to be a candidate for most improved. PJ Washington's going to take Miles Bridges' opportunity from last year. And Devin Vassell's got all the upside in the world as well at San Antonio in a tank year there. So, yeah, and even even then, Monte Morris in Washington's going to be a point guard for a team that's actually going to try for the first half of the year. So there's, there's a lot of upside, but at the same time, there's a lot of ifs on the roster as well. So, yeah. How about you, Jaden? Yeah, I love the Halliburton Garland combination. Um, it's nice, isn't it? It's it's real good. They're very similar. And Halliburton, I mean, he really should be a member of the Green Swans. I reckon I'll give him enough <laughs> viable trade offers. But anyway, um, him and um, obviously my boy Monte Morris. Where do you keep getting these guys from? Anyway, yeah. So I think I think he'll struggle, like you said, without Williams and Jackson. And it's just a matter of like, can he get himself into finals without them? Because if he can, I think we all agree that he might be a bit of a sleeper team, um, yeah, especially if guys man. like. Yeah, if if someone like Shingoon really takes the next step that a lot of people predict, he can really sort of be the cream on the rest of his team because he's got a lot of cats on lock there. So it's a it's a it's a team that sort of fascinates me a bit the way he's built it after the Bianas blow up. But I think he's done a good job against some guys at bargain value who have then boomed. And um, I think yeah, he'll be getting ready soon to make a real push at it. Yeah, I think he's learned from his mistake with that trade and he's building his team up and I don't, I don't anticipate Crash to make another. Mm, yeah. And his matchup for the the brother of one of the podcasts here. And Nick Fabrici. He's obviously gone through, obviously for rebuilding Legoland. He's gone through a... Uh, a streamline rebuild. It's not a Jesse rebuild. It's a streamline rebuild. <laughs> um, moving on, PG. Moving on, Damian Lillard as well. This off season, he's brought in Donovan Mitchell. High on his body, Franz Wagner. With <laughs> Very high, Franz. Franz. I I am all for managers being high on a young dynasty. This is my one qualm. He traded away to Paolo Banquero, who might be generational talent coming through in the NBA. I mean, he he could be the next three, four, five, six-time All-Star in one, two, three, probably two to three years, right? We'll see what he does this year. I like 
risk on players and anything about that. I don't like taking the risk when the opportunity cost is leaving Paolo Banquero on pay. That's my one thing. I know he's got an opinion on Franz Wagner. I know he loves him. And I think he's going to be very high on him. I think picking him over Banquero is a mistake. Personally, if you're high on Wagner, and we all know how good Banquero is, strike Banquero, play him next to Wagner, and then and you're going to have one star there. Like, you're guaranteed one very good. I know he's trying to keep Murray and Wagner, but I would have gone Banquero with that one. That's my one thing with his rebuild. Um, he's on, I think it, it seems pretty well balanced across, to be honest. I've been a good young player. Gary Trent stats up. He's drafted Mikhail Bridges. I think he's one thing that he needs to find. I know he's trying for it. He needs to find the team that he's going for. Like, he's got a Kong on his roster. And um, whenever Clint Capella gets moved, and if Capella gets moved this year, and again, same as Malik Turner, I don't think he will get moved this year. I think Turner, I mean, Capella actually stays for you. Um, he needs to find a center that fits what he's going to do. Because how much value does Kong will provide for this team? He doesn't have rebounds really that much. And a Kongwu has blocked a field goal. It's not really what this roster does. I know it's hard to find that center, but I think that's what he needs to do. So I'm going to try and find the on that young, the uh, established youth at that center spot. And I think what's the path? But I still, I actually, I like the way he's rebuilt. To be honest, I think he's on. Yeah, um, 100% agree on Okongwu. Does not really fit this team at all. Um, maybe he's hoping that he can him a little bit and get some good trade value out of him because there'd probably be some takers for that. Um, other than that, like this team, it's a bit all over the place. Fred Van Vliet still uh, could uh, have have some good numbers, but he's um, been projected to have a minutes reduction. So we'll see what happens there. Michael Porter Jr. with his back troubles, another boom player. If he if he hits his projections, could really uh, help his team and help it reach its potential. But otherwise. That could be another empty spot there. Um, I don't know how long we'll have Capella on the roster for, even if he does start. Oh, I actually think he might get traded, to be honest. Um, but he's, he's, he's almost past it, I'd say. He's getting up there in age, isn't he? Does anyone know how old he is? Um, Capella? Yeah. He might be 31, 32. He's not that old. I, I don't think he's that old, boys, to be honest. I don't well, know. If I'm taking it he feel, he does feel like he has been around forever, and he's he is starting to get those old man injuries as well. Like the the, the big man sore knees are hitting him. Twenty eight. Oh, let's just um, let's just edit that out then. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, trade for Donovan Mitchell. Although I think his numbers will probably take a reduction in Cleveland, to be honest. So, one thing we know about Nick Fab is that he's going to get himself a nice roster, and the minute he does, he's going to trade it away. So, yeah. really excited 100%. to see how that happens. And I just hope that I'm there at his feet to catch all the pieces as they fall. Legit. That was literally the main point I was going to make, Jaden, is just praying for Nick's sake that he doesn't find someone on someone else's team that he falls in love with, that he just blindly trades for them because he wants, because they're quote unquote his guy. <laughs> the next round's Wagner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Happen, any, happens any every Cleveland season. Player. He he's done it for Oladipo. He's done it for Kevin Love. He did it for Franz when he could have drafted Josh Giddy instead. 
Like he's he's done it to himself too many times. He de- he definitely needs to hunt out one of the Euro bigs. Just looking at his team and looking at the the rosters on ESPN, probably the cent- the center eligible player that suits him the most is probably Siakam. To be honest, he mm. he doesn't need a, a big that does traditional big stuff. He needs a big that gives him what the rest of his cats are actually going for. And he was so, available to Siakam. Yeah, exactly. I so he tried to make a move there or not? Maybe this will be the season where the, the guy that Nick chooses as, quote-unquote, his guy is someone that actually suits his team, and it's a smart <laughs> move for him. Who knows? That's a long it's shot, good. but yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> no, 100%. 100%. But as, as you said, Dan, the, the youth movement, it's a quick turnaround. It's a quick reshape, but it does look pretty similar, and he's going to put up a bunch of points and a bunch of threes, and his his players are all fun to watch as well, so... Should be a good season for him, but I don't I don't see him going all the way if I'm being honest. <laughs> so we got a deep wrong theory. Uh I'll do a quick one on him. So I think he's obviously blown it up. We know that he had a fairly old team. He got out of it, so I think it has been a success. You can't really state otherwise. He just wanted to and that he's trying to rebuild Carl for doing that. Obviously LeBron is still on his roster. Well LeBron I think so. I think he needs to needs to capitalize on an asset for him. As we'll see. Did bring in Siakam, which is that flexible center, which I do think suits his team. He did the cat there for a trade, and he chose to not go for him. So that was an interesting one. But I won't speak anymore. Did yeah, interesting. But we'll, you know, we'll keep going on. But he's gone guard heavy. He's got the assists. He's got the threes. He's got the points. And then I think he runs out. He's got the free throw, but even then, CR, his two highest free throw shooters, not good free throw shooters. They shoot below 76% last year, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yikes. But the most, they put the most volume up on his team. So even though he's got some okay free throw shooters on his roster, as guards that shoot, I think he's going to be hurt by those free throws. And I think that's why he'll end up moving LeBron on eventually for a young asset. Which I think he should do because he's rebuilding. Bron's not going to be in his next championship. As soon as he gets a deal that he likes for him, I think he should move him on. He's holding on to him in case he's slightly competitive this year and he wants to roll with Bron for a little bit. But I think if he starts off slow, that Bron's gone. But a rebuild for him. Uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. It's really dependent on the next probably two or three moves that he makes to see what 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 uh what track he's heading on. So, on right. Yeah. Um. I think he is lucky that he won a chip in the first season because his his roster has definitely gone downhill since then. It was pretty unstoppable. But the one thing Gabe always manages to do is turn assets that don't seem like they're doing much into good pieces. And then he always ends up being competitive. So he does always make good deals. Um I think a couple of smoky players for him that'll dictate whether or not he does have a good team is Beal and Lowry. Yeah, Beal's coming off uh, an injury which historically is bad for NBA players. Um, hip injuries usually can be the downturn of people's career and Brad Beal is getting there in age as well. So that could be a bit of a question mark. And then Lowry coming off his Eurobasket run playing for a team that is not going to win many games, he might be able to put up a decent stat line every every night for him. So if he compare those two with 
what is it, a relatively different, very different looking roster. It, it could be there, but I think it's likely to be a rebuild year for him. And as you said, just depends what he does with Bron at that point. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting decision he went with uh, after winning a championship to then completely change the direction of his team. But really, anyone who was paying attention could have seen it coming. I mean, the man was crying that watching rebounds is too boring. So, you know, tra- <laughs> trading could be ever harder and going for the, the fancy stats like threes and points. Saw it coming from a mile away. But uh, I think he's going to learn a hard lesson that uh, it's not that easy to win with those cats. And um, there's going to be some growing pains there for sure, I reckon. It's pretty um, good NBA players that go for those cats out there. So it's always tough. It is mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, they're, they're big names that uh, generally have good trade value attached to them. So it's not easy just to pluck them out of anywhere. Um a few interesting trades, some wins, some L's. Obviously, got Brad Beal um, for fuck all, really, along with D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> that was a win. Um, but then traded for Lonzo Ball, which is a bit of a head scratcher. Probably, is he going to play this season? Who knows? Even if he does, like, his angles are a long term worry now, not just this season. Yeah, so hell. that's going to keep his IR very warm, I would have thought. Um, and then old man LeBron, I mean, he keeps keeping on, doesn't he? But eventually, he's going to give it up, you think. Um, there's not a lot of young talent on this team coming through, is there? What, who are we looking at? Uh, what, Kevin Porter Jr.? Yuck. Um, Jalen Brunson? He, he did He did just get an extension. Uh, I think it was yesterday. He did get so. an extension. But, like, I mean, he's got a lot of flaws in his game. A lot of flaws. Yeah, so he does. You know, there's not that young piece there that's going to lead the big bronze theory for the next 10 years. You're still looking for that. Yeah. We, just looking at Gabe's roster in terms of wins and losses for Cats as well, it, it definitely looks like not a lot of defense and a lot of turnovers. So when you're losing those three Cats pretty much every week, straight away it's going to be tough to win a lot of matchups. Exactly right. Yeah, I do agree. We'll see how he goes. He's in a rebuilding phase. These next couple of moves obviously will be important. And his opponent, uh, the Green Swans this week. So the So he's got some star power on this team, he does, in terms of the names you got through it. You look at Curry, Tatum, Sabonis, Brown, Cade Cunningham. Kind of oh, he's got SGA as well. So he's got. I'm a little bit worried about the Green Swans this year. A bit worried. Please tell us why. <laughs> Obviously, we know the Green Swans three. Everyone knows that. And the free throw percentage is good as well. And then, kind of from there, I think he's got a very three cats with. But then I did anything special. He any as well. You're not banking on this. He's our high assist guy for a point guard. Cade's the one you need to really come through for the assists. Tatum, no Tatum, what is the average? Top of my head, like four. And like it's it's good. It's a solid contribution, but it's nothing that's really going to vault the category up. So bonus does get him for for um, a big man. He's probably around the four or five mark as well. Um, Jalen Brown, 
historically he's not a very good passer of the passer of the ball. Doesn't too much. He's probably below four. You got Cam Johnson, he just scores. Colin Sexton, he just scores. Jeremy Grant, he just scores the ball. Kelly Olynyk, good value, but he doesn't get assists. Julius Randle, what a huge Julius Randle here. He might be one to regress a bit. I mean, I could be wrong. I probably am wrong with that one. Probably one of my hot takes. I don't think Randall's going to have a great year. Uh, I'll drop off with Brunson coming through. I don't think he needs to be handling the ball as much. This year, I think he's really good. How much he plays with the Thunder this year is another question. Do they shut him down? It's not out of the picture. There is a world it does happen in. I mean, Chet F. They're going to want Wembenyama. They've done it before. Is it a possibility? Yes. Is it Arvin? We'll wait and see. So I I think the Green Swans are a trade away. I think the Green Swans are at the very top. I think they've got some elite players that put him at the top in a couple categories. But I think he's lacking in a in in the other middle categories to beat people week in and week out. So I think he's away. What about you? Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. I think his success definitely hinges on what he can get out of Cade in year two. Yeah, uh, they drafted Jaden Ivey, so you'd you'd hope that Cade is still generating the majority of the offense and being that facilitator. And then for him, health's a big question as well because for the last two seasons, he's hasn't really gotten much production out of Shea, who's a, a big talent everyone loves, but he's not really producing much over the last couple of years because OKC okay, so just shut him down every time he gets a roll on because they want more draft picks. I mean, he goes bonkers um, he's healthy and playing. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And then the the only other issue that I have with Green Swan's roster, like players-wise, it's amazing top to bottom, in my opinion. But the, there's a, the issue that I have is that it kind of contradicts itself a little bit, where you have the elite guards in Steph, Jalen Brown, even Tatum, where they're lower field goal, high free throw, high freeze. And then you've got on the, the flip side, Sabonis and Julius Randle, who are bigs who do rebound and assist, but they're high field goal, low free, low free throw. And they, it can make him not elite in certain categories. While it does make him a very balanced roster, I think it can also be a negative at times. So I think the talent's there. And I think if he trades the right pieces to be a bit, little bit more targeted, I think it can definitely catapult his roster. Yeah, but he but, he's got the talent to be thereabouts this year for sure. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely can be there. One move away. Just quickly on SGA, I mean he's twenty two last year. This year, hasn't played over fifty six games in the first two years. I mean, someone's in their prime coming into their young years. You want them playing seventy, eighty games a year when they're between the ages of twenty to twenty seven, twenty eight. So I think SGA needs to get a move on in terms of playing his game. Is this the year for it? I think he might be one more, but we'll see. Hey, Doss, we'll throw it to you quickly. What's, what's thoughts on your own team? Two words. Cade Cunningham. <laughs> That's all you need to know. A lot of All-NBA's coming up for this man. He's the heartbeat of this team now. He's got the keys. He will take me to the promised land. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Ah, uh, the all elusive fantasy gold for Jados. I like That's it. That's it. He's got it. He's got it. I agree. I think Cade's primed to become a star fantasy player. 
I had a 10% chance to get him. It was fake. It was meant to happen. <laughs> Don't remind me of that again, dude. Don't remind George of that thing. as well. Sit back and watch the magic happen. He just played <laughs> basketball the right way as well. He's actually he so nice to watch play. He does. He'll be untouchable. No one's going to be traded him for the next 10 years. And the last two teams, Dominic and Dino is the next one up. I don't really need to spend too much time. We all know he's still rebuilding. We all know he's accumulated a lot of draft picks. I think his last season genuinely tanking. He's got three potential lottery picks coming up with his own pick, Gabe's pick, and George's pick. I mean, put this into a perspective, right? He gets number one and number two, which is probably odds on favourite he does at this point. He drafts Wemby. He drafts Scoot Henderson. And you put Wemby, Scoot Henderson... Chet, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Luka Doncic, Josh Giddy all together. He's got the roster. He's just a year away. That's all I'm going to say. He's one year away. Will he, will he get some wins this year? Yeah, I reckon he might scrape out two or three. Um, but he's one more year away from being back up there. Jaden, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> someone like... Jalen Green, I think, hurt him last year because he wasn't very fantasy relevant last year. No, not at all. But I think a lot of people are projecting him to take a bit of a leap this year. So I think that could help him pinch a few more wins if he uh, steps up a bit. I also like the Scotty Barnes acquisition. I'm a big fan of Scotty Barnes. I don't think that was that bad of a trade, trading Jama Rant for him. Um, but yeah, like you said, it all hinges on the draft lottery for him. If he somehow doesn't get Wembenyama. It's going to look like a pretty big waste. So yeah, that's true. that's the game for him, pretty much the draft lottery. Him trying to see what sort of young value value he can pick up off the waiver wire throughout the season. Um, but yeah, you'd think he's got to win that lottery, get Wimbenyama, and then he can really uh, get on the runway. Yeah, I think the onus is really going to be on him on the tail end of this season to to capitalise on a couple teams that want to start rebuilding and gaining some youth. Because, hypothetically speaking, say James Wiseman hits this season, say Keldon Johnson starts producing, and say Anthony Simons takes a jump like it's expected to, and he's also got Matherin sitting there on his bench as well. Say all those four players hit, he's going to have a keeper problem pretty quick. Like, they're not necessarily the best players, but they're all young and promising and they, they should be kept players. Yeah. Exactly. So, he's going to have to get active in the trade market. He's already got the pick, so he's going to be trading for talent. And he could be in a situation very similar to OKC in real life where everyone knows that he's going to be trying to make moves. So, he might have to overpay for some players to actually get things done. So, he needs to be careful that... Accruing assets is all well and good, but if you get too much and everyone cottons onto it, then he could be in a bit of strife in his rebuild. But yeah. as you said, Dan, I think one year he, he could be dangerous. And if I was you, I'd be uh, sweating week one and you you don't want to lose to him week one, two seasons in a row. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> oh. Man, that's a Six, 16, 16 game streak on the line. You, you can't break that <laughs> week one. Great transition into my team, Cat in the Hat. I'll throw to you boys right away. What's what's your opinion on how I'm looking this year? Yeah, yeah. so I think the big story is uh, the Catman himself. I reckon every <laughs> man and dog has been offered a trade with him involved. Seems like he really wants to move off of him for some reason. Um, 
And as we saw today, the status updates are likely to trade. So I'm predicting, <laughs> I'm predicting some movement there in the coming weeks. Um, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, Jabari Smith Jr. getting drafted is a an interesting one. He could be he could win Rookie of the Year really, and uh, be um, a huge asset to the team. And Anthony Davis, who if you get seventy games out of Anthony Davis, oh. I think it'll be a tough team to stop because he's he's looking like this could be the year where he really career year basically for him. I think uh, this is the one. So a lot of talent here. My kryptonite, personally, I think. So I really hope it uh, completely blows up and fails. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, looking at a top three seed again, probably for Cat in the Hat, as long as Davis can stay healthy. And uh, not a team that I would want to play in the playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the big word for this team is health. If Ben Simmons can stay on the court, if Jimmy Butler can play 65 to 70 games, Anthony Davis can play the same amount than and Draymond. I think it could be a force to be reckoned with. You got the defense, got just about all the volume stats other than threes, and yeah, your good players don't really turn the ball over a massive amount. So definitely, I had in, I had you pretty high on my power rankings. Um, I think if if the cat go bad dynamic works in a way where Cat's not averaging close to 10 rebounds, I think he's someone that you have to trade. And unfortunately, I think because you've made him so available that you're not going to be able to get dollar for dollar value on him. But I think it could be a trade that puts your team over the top if you make the right one. So um, yeah, definitely in for another big year for yourself though. Yeah, I've been exploring options Anthony. Um, just trying to get the right trade there. Haven't been haven't been too trigger happy. Just kind of sourcing out what's available. He will be in my starting roster to start the year off. Um, but he is someone I'm on. I'm, I'm not in a rush to trade him. I was just seeing what was out there preseason. So I think Cat Cat will be staying at Cat in the Hat, and the name will be staying as well. For my team, I think I think I'm looking in good shape. Like you said, it's health and games played for me. Per, on a per game basis, I think I've got one of the better teams in the league. Jimmy Butler, fucking terrible weekly player, but I was going to roll it and roll a dice on how many games he's going to play in a week. Sometimes Anthony Edwards hopefully taking another step for me this year. We'll see how that rolls out. And Mister Jabari Smith Junior adding some youth to the roster. So I'm I'm happy with my roster. We'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes in terms of health. And I like playing those points threes and free throw teams. I love I love them. I love them. I seem to be their kryptonite. Like Jay <laughs> and like a Jay a Jay out there, he doesn't like playing me either. So we'll, we'll see we'll see how the season goes. Well, that was it, boys. That's the uh, the team roundup. Um, it took us probably forty minutes to get through that, so a little bit longer than anticipated, but that's fine. We're, we're still within our time frame. So I think next in our agenda, a bold take or a prediction for this year. So my bold take, my bold take is Prash makes the. Semi-final. Ooh, he makes geez. the semi-final. Once Time Lord and once JJ, I think he's got the back of cats to really push people. I think he'll knock some playoffs. Bit of an upset, and I think he will go to the semi. And I think he might even push for the granny, to be honest. I think he might just fall short this year. That's my bold take. What are your predictions for the year, Jan? 
Well, first of all, that is a bold take. Um, my sort of hot take, I sort of, uh, I'm not sure it's a prediction, more of a take. As I said, I sort of alluded to it earlier with Max. I think Max is under more pressure than any other team. Because if he doesn't get at least two championships out of this run, I think it'll be an abject failure. And I think you're right. He's going to have to make a move. And if he doesn't win with this team, he's, uh, he's going to cop it. And rightfully deserved as well. Fair uh, enough. The heat on Max. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think both your takes are pretty accurate. To be honest, if Frash makes finals, he's gonna be a really dangerous team to burst, and he could be a kryptonite for a lot of the teams with more targeted cats as well, because he might be able to steal one of those strengths yeah, on a weak point matchup. Yep, exactly. So, and then as you said with Max as well. When your team's a bit older, it looks really good on paper, but all it takes is a couple of niggly injuries to lose you a couple of matchups, and that pressure really does pile on. So it it could be uh, a very pressure-filled year for him. To be honest, the the hot take that I was going to run with was around Prash's success as well. I think he, he's in he's in for a very very Gee. big year. Everyone it's just going to hinge on how how many wins he can eke out early. If he can get if he starts one and five or one and six before his block boys come back, then he might not have be able to make finals. But if if he's three and three and they're coming back from injury, I think the league could be in for a bit of a shock. Maybe it's not a hot take anymore. It's a lukewarm yeah. take these days. Yeah, it's a lukewarm take. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Facts of the season. And let's move on to the most anticipated part of the last two days, the power rankings. Oh, no. I haven't been able to sleep with excitement. (laughs) Now, I will... I'm not going to... I have not shown the boys the power rankings yet. They uh, get the shock reaction factor when I read them out. I will send it out to everyone once the pod is done. I'll send them out tomorrow once everyone's had a listen to the pod as well. I had a chance to listen to it maybe t- yes tomorrow, maybe tonight before I get to bed or it's a bit late, maybe tomorrow morning or anything. And then I'll send it to you boys later to have a look. So, I'm going to pop the animal. Number one, came in. 1.3 was Max. Mum, no surprises s- there. I don't think there's any surprise there, is there? Can, can I ask one question? Go is ahead. the point three directly attributed to George putting himself first? He is one of them. He definitely did not put Max first. He wasn't the worst one. Oh, the... okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll have a look when it's released tomorrow, but he definitely wasn't the worst one. I might actually relate that fact later. But rolling into that, right? So I've also got a column here. The highest that team was ranked and the lowest someone ranked that team. So obviously the highest someone ranked Max was one. And the lowest someone ranked Max was coming at third to some two. Interesting. Interesting. Any guesses guesses who that might be? I'm I'm gonna guess Jaden just based on (laughs) him thinking the pressure's gonna mount, but fair guess. A fair guess. Um well I had him at one. I'll just say that. Okay. Sorry. I'll reveal. I'll it. be interested to see who has him at three, though. That's that is a oh, pretty yeah. hot take to start to start out the season when his roster is actually healthy. 
Yeah, for power rankings. I think that is a pretty hot take. I'll, I'll reveal all. So the person you put in at three was actually Jesse. <laughs> oh, Jesse. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't think that's a good outlook for Jesse's rebuild if he's looking at <laughs> fantasy success and not putting Max's team number one. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, moving down. With an average power ranking of 3.0, three on the dot. Cat in the hat, number two. Cat in the hat. Not Cat surprising the... either, I don't think. Again, not surprising, yeah. I think you, you've got the roster and the the historical track record of doing well. Yeah. And the uh, the variance on this one, so the highest I was ranked was second. The lowest I was ranked was fifth. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So okay. not not too much of a variance to be honest. I think that's I think it's pretty accurate with how I was ranked. Mm-hmm. Coming into third with an average power ranking of three point two, so quite close actually. Was ball zo hard? GM survey having ball zo hard and cat in the hat very closely ranked. Fair enough. Going off last season. Yeah, yeah. going and, off last season for sure. And the variance exactly the same. Higher as two, as low as five. So I think okay. Cat in the Hat and Borzard are coming in very, very even into this season. My my only question mark with uh, Hard being that high is whether or not his defense has dropped off from last season because his steals was a big thing. So it was. That's the one thing he always struggles against me with. He can't get me yeah. in steals. He loses the matchup. That's really because yeah. I've got him in turnovers. I've got him in rebounds. I've got him in field goal, and I've got him in blocks. So the kidney and steel is in trouble. But we'll see how that progresses through the year. And now rounding out what I think is the clear top four, because the ADP or the, the power rankings drop off after this. So these are the tier one teams, according to the GM survey. Coming at number four with an average power ranking of four on the dot, Rifab's Dynasty comes in at four. Interesting. The variance is interesting on this one, right? I assume someone is ranking. I think a couple of people are ranking. Eight. Gee, that is a high variance, isn't it? Oh, as low as... Oh, I can't I... wait. I can't wait to see who's ranked me eight. Like, would, gonna you hear like, would you like me to tell you? Yeah. I mean, take one guess who do you reckon it was. It was either George or Jesse. Without it, was George. it was George. Oh, George, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> um, he, he is actually... not high at all on right hand side. He's got him in the... You know what's going to happen to... He's going to beat me week one, and then I'm just going to not hear the end of it for an entire season. <laughs> I can already see it happening. George is actually... Safe against him. George has put your brother ahead of you on his rebuild, and he's put the other rebuilding team, rebuilding team ahead of you as well, Gabriel. That's got to hurt. So, again, George's hilarious fantasy input is uh, skewing the data, but that's okay. (laughs) That's all right. I'll I'll cop that on the chin and I'll just uh, whack him week one. Oh, I can't wait. All right, let's move into the middle tiers, tier two. Now there is clear tier two teams. Coming in with an average power ranking, it drops a bit here from four. It drops to 5.9. So there's a bit of a difference here. Is the heroic St. Prash comes in 
at a fifth ranked team at 5.9 power ranking, right? His variance, as someone put him as high as four to these teams that aren't too high. But even though he could be a strong riser, I think four, I think I put him at four, to be honest. Or actually, I might put him at five, around that mark. As low as nine. So someone is quite off. Nine. Interesting. Someone is is quite off. Actually, there's multiple people who put him at nine. Really? So it's not just one person. So there's a few people that are quite on crash. That lukewarm takes getting a bit hot again. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll see, see this one. is where I sound like I'm contradicting myself because I'll put my hand up and say that I ranked Prash at nine. On my oh. ranking. <laughs> now, the explanation behind it is that yeah, I look at power um, ranking as in strength of roster as of week one. And the fact that JJJ and Robert Williams are out to start the season, to me, seeing, I don't think he's got a good team without those two. But once they're back it changes the dynamic of his team quite a lot for me. So that's my justification on it. I don't think he's got the second worst roster, but to start the season, I think he does. Fair enough. Okay, fair right. enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Coming at number six, average power ranking of 6.1. So just crash very close. The man in this podcast, Green Swan. Now, this is a very, very interesting variance. Someone has put Jaden... Not himself, I will add. And I'm going to touch on this point in a moment, Jade. I've got a bonus pick with you. Someone as high as and as low as nine. There's a couple Jerry's out there who have got quite differing opinions on the green swans. She is, yeah. Now, before I go, Jade, can I just ask you, where did you rank yourself when you first sent your power ranking to me? Where did you put yourself? I might keep that to myself, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Was there any strategic propaganda you were trying to push through the podcast? No, look, I think I put myself about mid-table. I thought I'd try and keep it, uh, you know, all pretty even. So, yeah, let's go with that. Didn't put yourself at 10th at all? Uh, did I? <laughs> to try and lower that ADP in. to play the underdog status? That wasn't happening. No. Anyway. Yeah, no one believes in us. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I just realised that means Jesse put you at one, right? Because he didn't have Max at one. Jesse has put Jaden at one. Interesting. Smart Interesting. Man. What blackmail do you have over Jesse, Jaden? Very smart man. <laughs> Very smart man. That's a man who knows what he's doing, I reckon. Maybe Jesse's going <laughs> to run up the ladder this year. Watch out. <laughs> oh, interesting. Moving on to the next one. Coming in at ranking number seven is George William Cambrana. Snipers. At 6.8. 6.8 power ranking. And there's a big explanation for this. So as we know, he's very high on his team. I think his team is great. He put himself as number one in his own power. His variance was high as one, as low as ten. So he's got the biggest variance in the league. Can't get any bigger bigger than that. Now, George saved his own power ranking. Put one. If he's got a power rank, average power ranking of 6.8, and he's put himself at number one, you can imagine how much that's boosting his rankings, all right? If he put his, say, if he put his average power ranking at seven, as he is, he'd drop down to like 7.5. 
seven point four. Yeah, and, uh, and he and he was still still, still too high. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you say you have uh, George at ten by any chance? <laughs> I actually didn't have him at ten. No, oh, you didn't. Oh, yeah. Um, we got the one Nicholas Fabrici with George power ranking there. And can't argue with it. Oops. And Mullins for Dubs. The two Can't people argue with it. Oh. have got him finishing last. When the reigning champion's got you at 10, it's bad signs. Yeah. There's not many other Maybe Maybe Max had a bit points. of foresight knowing George didn't put Max at one. So he was just like, just serve it back to him. Maybe. Maybe. Good move, maybe. I reckon. And moving through to number eight on the power rankings with the average point two. You two teams. If Gabriel DeRoe sneaks in. With an average ranking, like I said, of 7.2. It's a 5, which I think is probably a little bit generous, but we'll take, we'll, we'll roll with it. And as low as 9. Jeez, he's fallen like a rock, hasn't he? He has. He's he has. fallen so a long we, way we, from his championship year. Everyone knew it was coming. Yeah, it's yeah. his own doing as well. He just got too enamored by the flashy lights of points and three-pointers, but uh, that's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. 100%. That rounds out the middle tier team. So we've got Prash, Jaden, George, and Gabe in the middle. Now let's move down to the tier three teams, the bottom two. I think we all know who's down here. So Nick Fab comes in at a ranking of eight, highest variance of seven, lowest nine. So I think the whole league has Nick Fab pretty well pinned in for those last three spots, probably last two spots. <laughs> I think he might. No, I've got him. I had him eighth on my power rankings. So I actually lined up with the league average. I think he's got potential to push a fraction higher, to be honest. I've got him above Gabe's team. So I think he will finish above Gabe. I had Gabe at nine, Nick at eight. I can't really see higher than eight at this point in time. We'll see how we go, though. We'll see, we'll see how we go. The last, obviously, we know this one. It's Dominating Dinos. Jesse comes in with an average pay ranking of 9.5. Highest, that's highest, I'm, highest variance. Very So we have, we have two people in this league who do not have Jesse last. Someone's got him at seven, and someone has him at eight. I'll reveal that Nick Fab thinks Jesse will finish at seventh this year. Jeez, that's high for a team that got one win last year. Oh, I know. Is it himself that thinks he's seven? And it is Max who has him at eight. Oh, I'm actually boy. Max has dead last. Yeah, good call, <laughs> I reckon. I should have put George last. I've changed my mind. <laughs> so George dead last, and he's got Prash finishing ninth. Was that Max? Yeah. Yeah, right. Interesting. Interesting power rankings there by Max boy. Bit of discussion points there. Certainly, we'll uh, yeah, yeah, very... talk back in the coming days. I reckon. Yeah, I'm oh, very interested to see the the full slate of them for sure. Definitely agree. I will post those power rankings in the chat later. We can all have a bit of a look. Be interesting to see everyone's rankings. And then I, on the next pod, boys, who's taking over for? Pardon me, the Who's taking over for week two? I think it's the podcast trio of. Nick Fab, Gabe, Max, and Jesse, who have the next roster. I know there is also a grouping of Prash, George, and Jordan. I cannot wait to listen to that one. To be a train wreck for sure. It will be the biggest train wreck. But I think the J Six has exams during week two 
So I think they're pushed back to week four. So that'll be fun to listen to. Prash has got his hands full trying to share that one. Better <laughs> <laughs> do his work, and he's going to have George and Jordan rolling and just taking the piss. We'll see how that goes. Well, I think that wraps up our pod, boys. I think we've just eclipsed an hour. We've gone a little bit over, but not too bad. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, welcome, welcome back. back. First game. Best tomorrow. of luck to for week one to everyone except for George. George can go. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that actually. Best of luck to everyone except George. <laughs> Good call. All right, we'll leave it there. All the best, boys, and we'll catch up in week six when it's our turn again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Thanks, you, then. Pleasure. Bye bye.